Hello everybody, welcome back, Jackson and Rafael on the 25th podcast and we talked about for people that have more than 40 years old and how to train after that after that side, Jackson gave you a little journey before and after and I gave my journey now on how am I training to get to that stage and I can keep training just like Jackson is doing right now and just like many people are doing like 50, 60, like Elegris he did to 95. He was training, giving a hard time to yeah. the people that they were training with. So, by out. far, it was the most important podcast that we did, talking about Listen the performance after 40 years old, what you can do to improve your jiu-jitsu after 40, or start jiu-jitsu after 40. If you're a small Never person, 55 years old, and you think that jiu-jitsu is not for you, you are wrong. <laughs> you should try it. Okay, make sure you choose the right place. Try several different gyms and you're gonna find the right spot for you. Believe me, doesn't matter the age, jiu-jitsu is there waiting for you and there is a safe way to practice until you die. Yeah, listen to, listen to it. See you guys. See you later. Good morning, good morning. Good morning, man. Welcome We're back. We're here Welcome for back. one more podcast. Yeah, man. I'm good, man, you? Pretty good, pretty chill. Good, good class this morning. Pretty chill. By the way, just for you guys to know, if you see something move, there's a cat nearby, so be careful, man. Be careful. If you one see the camera the move, one of them. There's three? One of the adoptive cats, yes. There's three now, right? Three. Dang. So, so we're going to talk about today the something that one of the one of the guys comment on, on Facebook, that a video about how to train after you're 40, right? Um, and... And Jack is going to give a, a little perspective on before and after um, his whole journey. And, and I'm, I'm going to give a little bit of what I'm doing now so I can achieve that journey and then continue training um, after 40 years old. How can I go there? Because there's some people that don't even reach that age because they're all broken mm -hmm. shoulders, neck, lower back and everything. So I'm going to share a little bit of those tips. Mm -hmm. So anything that you did before, how was your your journey before before getting into... 40s yes i'm right on the borderline i'm 43 now i'm gonna turn 44 next year and uh i can't compare the mindset i used to train now with the mindset i used to have eight years ago and uh of course when you're young you think that power gonna 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 last forever you never think about after 40s if you are 30 you never think about after 40s to prepare yourself for the after 40s you never think about it because you only think about the preparation or learning some skills that would get you ready for when you get old when you get injured you know if you get injured you're gonna start to think like, oh man, what are I gonna do now? What's what's the, the reality now? And there is no doubt that after 40, 45 years old, your performance gonna slow down and your speed gonna slow down and you're gonna feel more sore after training. And uh, I definitely feel that now. I can't tell uh, yet that I feel like a big change you know, but I start to notice that my body takes a little longer to heal. Like, not from injuries, because I haven't got injuries in a long time now. And, uh, like, just minor sprains here and there. But, like, I haven't got serious injuries in the last six, six, seven years. So, I haven't stopped to train during seven years now. Hmm. And that's exactly when uh, 
and my mindset my mindset started to change when I was like 37 <coughs> I had a bad injury my last injury was my lower back injury a herniation disc that totally stopped me for a year and uh, and that's when I started to research and look <coughs> for a better way to train because I was in a point with 37 years old that I had to decide if I'm gonna do something about it, about yeah. my injury to keep training, or if, if I'm gonna something. quit yeah. and just leave jujitsu on the side. And, be and before you go there, I was gonna ask you, you said that you had 70 years, like no injuries and mm -hmm. anything. What is the average in the gym that you were before and, to, and for the guys that, that is looking at it, for the, the people that are looking at this, mm -hmm. um, he, uh, Jackson training at a uh, competition-focused gym, so it's totally different type of mindset when you train, right? Mm -hmm. uh, it's more, um, harder because you have you have to compete every weekend almost. Um, what is the average injury length of training that that, that people people when they training in in a, in a gym like that? What is the average injury that gets into that place? So imagine seven years period of time, right? Mm -hmm. uh, what is the average jujitsu practitioner com uh, competing? How many times do they get injured in that seven in that seven years? Oh, it's, uh, <laughs> it's a lot. That's why I asked that, because it's interesting. Then. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's like most of the gyms, there is the injury reality inside the gym that's part of the culture. And you see people talking about that all the time, like being injury is part of jiu-jitsu. You know, the other day uh, I saw a post on the, on the UK website. There's a UK website. Somebody saying like, hey, I'm a white belt and... Uh, I just started jujitsu a couple of weeks ago. What should they expect? And mm. then I look at the comments, oh, yeah. like, oh, expect <laughs> okay. that you're gonna be always broken, expect that you're gonna see the doctor every week, expect mm. that you're gonna have a knee surgery. Interesting. And I post something like totally the opposite of it. You know, I, to I, I post like, hey, expect that you're gonna meet a lot of nice people <laughs> and expect that you're gonna learn the best martial art ever invented, you know? And uh, because I found out a way to train without that intensity. Yeah. And, uh, and the most important part is like, one thing that I do all the time now, I, I remind my students all the time before the sparring starts. You know, I sit with them, hey guys, let's go, let's get ready, get your gear. Okay, everybody ready? Hey, remember that the most important thing is your partner's safety. Okay, never put your ego before that. Yeah. You know, never put the submission attempts before your partner's safety. You know, and I remember I never did that before with my students. My, my coaches never done that to me. It's actually the opposite. You know, it's actually like, hey, the priority is the victory. Hmm. You know, the priority, it's you submit your partner. That's the priority. Doesn't matter what cost, you got to submit somebody and don't get submitted. Hmm. You know, yeah. and, uh, and that's just the, the recipe for disaster. Whole different you know, mindset. It's, Whole it's different just mindset. the recipe for disaster because... In the end of the day, if you train jiu-jitsu to compete, you train in jiu-jitsu to fight somebody that you don't know, and you're gonna see that person for the five minutes of the fight, and that's it. You know, you don't care. Like, you, you go there, you injure that person, you shake hands and say sorry, and that's it. You're not gonna see that partner in the gym anymore. You're not gonna see your reputation in the gym not gonna change, you know, because you know that guy, you know everybody that trains jiu-jitsu. Yeah. You know that guy that potentially injury other people often you know you know that guy is a dangerous trainer and he don't care and he goes hard 
and uh, and there is no doubt injury is going to happen. Even even with the mindset that I have now, that I really really try to protect these students and I really try to enforce the mindset of the safety first. It still happened. It still happened. You know, one guy's been the wrist here, the other guy have a little injury there. It's gonna happen. But I haven't seen any knee reconstruction. I haven't seen any uh, big, major big. like yeah. surgery happen here and there, like very, very <coughs> sporadically. You know, like for example, right now we have a student that he had a, he had a shoulder surgery yesterday for the second time because his shoulder don't heal at all. But that was like an old injury that he had when he used to be a judo uh, athlete. Yeah, the overuse of the shoulder. Yes, yes, he overused and then of course trained jiu-jitsu now for several months and he's a very, very, very regular student, you know, and, uh, and then he got his shoulder messed up and he had to do a surgery, didn't work, now he had to do another one. And uh, it's a guy that can't stop either, you know, yeah. like he did, a, he did the surgery and like one week after he was on his gi in the mats and I say, what are you doing here? <laughs> say, no, no, now I'm gonna train just with my arm trapped here. <laughs> <laughs> and he did train like for nearly a year he trained like every single class he trained with his arm wrapped he found a way already to tie the belt yeah. and hold the, the hand here you know in a <laughs> specific way that he can't remove the hand he's out small. and he's he trained small. but this is a very single case you know it's a yeah. very unique case of somebody that's super active that had several injuries before and now his shoulder is bothering him for a long time mm. you know but most of the time the guy like take a month break take a couple of weeks yeah. break he come he can still study in the curriculum from his house you know come watch the class and yeah. uh, that's the thing that he did that, that changed his thing to he just watch the class mm -hmm. so in, in the in that way so before uh, before you were in that in that mindset like competing and everything trying to win trying to submit mm -hmm. now now what is your mindset that changed that now it's rarely that you get injured because mm -hmm. it's well mindset first is ego on the side get your ego shoot him by the head <laughs> get out of your life and accept that now your students are getting better than you okay that's something that i would never accept because when you compete in a, in a when you you train in a competition environment, my duty to have respect in the gym as a black belt as a professor is, I have to top everybody out. Mm. You know, I used to line up the whole gym and train with everybody and top everybody out, and that's how you earn respect. You know, and also yeah. you have to compete. You have to be active in competitions. Your students, you need to lead the group as as example. And being an example in a competition environment, you have to compete. You have to go hard. You have to train hard with your students, show them that you can handle that environment, that intensity, you know, and that you can keep up. the risks are too high. Yeah. You know, so what I do right now, I put that ego on the side. I don't mind if I have to tap out for a student. I don't mind at all. I don't mind at all. And that's gonna happen. Doesn't matter what. Doesn't matter what. At one point, there is two choices. There is two ways you can go. That is the route that you can go and you don't tap for a student because you're very good and you, you very exceed the, the, the standards and you beat everybody up or you have no respect because you don't do that and then your students see you in different categories, right? Mm. Oh man, my professor. Or you can just avoid training. You know, you avoid training like, like that guy that the brown belt in the line there, you know that he's gonna put a lot of heat on you. <laughs> so what do you say all the time? You say like, 
I don't want train today. You keep <laughs> avoiding that guy all the time because you know he's a threat. You know, and I used to do that all the time. You know, I had students, he got brown belts and black belts and was a threat. And then what I was doing, like, oh, no, I don't, I'm not going to train today. I'm dying to train. <laughs> I'm dying to train in a more yeah. uh, even, even, way, yeah. even way, you know, like training a little bit more with somebody that can reach my level there, but I end up not doing it because there is the risk that I'm going to have to tap. Mm. And uh, and then there is that other case, like you train with that guy, and then when he's there, I think that, hey, let me show you something here. <laughs> let me show you, like, and then you stop the guy stop the growth, because yeah. you don't accept the reason that he's get you there, <laughs> you know. So this was the main thing for me, like, not just to be the teacher, but to be the student for your students. Yeah. You know, your students have a lot to teach you. They have a lot to teach. You know, they go to seminars, they watch a lot of material online. You know, like how many things since I opened my mind, how many things uh, I learned from my students. You know, now what I do, I actually let them get close. I let like the student get my back and go and I want to see where he go until the end. I want to see go and defend as much as I can. And I go and oh, he finished something that I never see. I say, hey, how, how did you do that? Oh no, professor, this I see a guy I went to a seminar the other day in Dallas and I saw the guys teaching this and I thought that was very cool and uh, and I apply on you and it works. I said, good, share with me, share with us and uh, and everything flows better. Yeah. The medical bills disappear from my <laughs> life. I have not been... That they're big though. They're big they're medical big. bills. And uh, so my biggest advice for you that reaching the borderline of 40 years old, you know, doesn't matter like how physical prepared you are you can be like a very strong person you do a lot of workouts your cardio is excellent you know your physique is very good but if you if you don't prepare your mindset if you don't prepare your your brain to lose and uh, see that as a victory mm. not as a loss it doesn't matter you know and of course some people are gonna gonna reach that borderline when they're 35 some people are gonna reach that borderline when they're 50. You know, it's a different, everybody have a different body, have a different, but we yeah, use the 40 years old as a, as a measurement, right? Like when you reach the year, the, the 40, you know, that's when you really start to feel the changes on your performance and the changes should be walking parallel with your mindset, you know, yeah. otherwise it's, it's no doubt you're going to get injured and you're going to think like, oh man, I can't do jujitsu anymore because... I have this injury here and then you're gonna give up and you're gonna stop your 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 journey much earlier than you should because you don't accept yeah. you know and uh and that's and happened everywhere what do you think is someone that that is going uh because that that will be an advice con uh, uh, context on someone that is a little bit more experienced and that is coming through brown belt black belt or purple belt mm -hmm. even and training with people that are a little bit younger uh, and even higher or maybe low. when uh, when they start pattern. when they start the journey as a white belt you mean yeah so imagine that the person started after they're 40 or just right 40 years a white old, belt white 45 belt years old yeah that just started jiu -jitsu jiu -jitsu what we recommend for him to do well, or for her to do yes it's uh, depends it's hard to say you know because depends the, the coaching that this guy gonna have you know yeah. imagine a 45 years old depends on the gym that he walked through he doesn't matter how he prepare, how, doesn't matter what I tell him, you know, the environment and the examples he's gonna have inside that environment gonna, gonna lead the way, 
You know, like for example, if a guy walk in my gym with 45 years old, a white belt, I have 100% sure that he's gonna last there and he's gonna train without many issues. Mm -hmm. You know, but now imagine the same guy, 45 years old, still athletic, go to a competition environment, they want that guy to compete. They want him to get ready to compete and represent the team. So the so intensity on the training, he's gonna start to spar much earlier. Yeah. He's gonna start to experience a lot of pressure much earlier. So basically, recommending like making sure that they find the right school for them. Yes. Yeah. So that yes. way, they either in 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 seeing the goal that they want to do, either they want to compete or sell the fans. And if they pick sell the fans, that they were they were long more uh, they will last more much longer because the training is different. If they go yes, to competition, the of course, the, the intensity is different. And uh, and I'm not saying that's would be bad, you know, yeah. some guys at 45 years old, they're gonna go, they're gonna learn jiu-jitsu, they're gonna perform well. It's and whatever uh, they're looking for. Whatever yeah, they're looking some for. people just just need that, you know. Uh, I have a student that's uh, been my student for a long time since I arrived in Houston, he'd be my private student, and, uh, and he's 55 years old, and he always desired to go and compete. And uh, when I was involved in competitions, I could never bring him because it was too early for him, he's still a white belt. And uh, and then I move away, and he lives far now, and uh, and I still see him on Sundays. I train to him on Sunday morning. Most of Sundays we we train together, and he train in another gym now that's a competition oriented, and they go to tournaments all the time. So he finally made for his first competition a month mm. ago. He finally made. He called me and asked me, hey, Professor, I, I think I'm finally ready. I think things are gonna work out for me to go to this competition. What do you think? <laughs> I say, yeah, I think you should go. I think you should go. You want to have that experience for a long time. I think you should go. You know, and then uh, and then at the age of 55, he registered for a competition, but there is nobody in his division. Mm. So they changed him and he put him in a division much younger and a little heavier, one division above his weight, because that was the only division that he would have somebody to compete with. So right there, it's already not on his benefit anymore, mm -hmm. right? He went to his first competition, he fighting 10 years younger and one division heavier guys, mm -hmm. right? So it's already a lot of disadvantage for him. So he prepared for months to go to this tournament and training with private class with his professor there and learning the rules. And he's a very dedicated guy, you know, he's a doctor, he's very dedicated guy in jiu-jitsu, you know, he really commits with uh, the learning and uh, preparation. And then he finally went to the tournament and then uh, when he got there, his belt was too short, he had to go buy another belt. What he told me already that was... The was belt matter? Yeah, the belt, his length? belt. Yeah, the length of the belt was wrong and, uh, and he had to buy another belt on the spot. And then, uh, and then when he went to weight, his weight was also had some problem with the scale there he was confused with the weight they didn't know oh, man, about his weight so that like confused him a lot got him very confused and then before he go to the to the fight he was there waiting next to the mat the coach called him and gave him a new instruction that he never saw before you know the coach told him like hey when you go there uh don't pull guard fight the guy stand up you know and they practice pull guard yeah in the gym the he was not doing too much stand up training so like right then before the fight, the coach told him Change like, the whole hey, thing. hold the fight standing as much as you can. Don't go to the ground easy. And he like, oh my God, we never talk about that before. <laughs> so he had three things that I read like was, 
Messing him up. Missing mind, his, yeah. his, uh, his concentration there. You know, the belt, the weight, and Focus, the coach yeah. that gave him a new, the, a new instruction. And then he went to fight and he fought the guy for five minutes. The guy pulled guard, locked him in the guard for five minutes. And the guy had one arm bar attempt and got an advantage and win the fight. And, uh, mm. and that was his first experience. And then he called me after and he said like, wow, professor, I can't believe I wait all these years to go and compete. And I felt so unable to do anything. I could do anything. I could not do anything. I lost the fight. I was so mad. I was pissed because I lost. I thought that I won. And, uh, and then I see like all this confusion, you know, all this confusion around this person that's a very, very dedicated jiu-jitsu practitioner. But, uh, you know, it's hard. It's just yeah. hard. It's just hard to go there. And that was one of the things that was very, very much frustrating me in competitions. You know, the, the referee, you know, the referee in jiu-jitsu is a lot of interpretation, a lot of personal yeah. view, the way you see the technique being done. It's different the way I see it, the way you see it, the way the yeah. other people see it, you know? So it's difficult. Imagine There's another like, variable that, that affects the whole thing. Yes, it's much harder so for somebody that's after 40s to go and compete than somebody younger, you know? So yeah, my, my advice is the mindset. You know, you have to accept. Even if you go to a tournament, you know, you have to accept the loss like a champion. A lot of people do it. I, I really appreciate it. I've seen a lot of people like lose with a smile in the face. And yeah, most of the times, actually, most yeah. of the times is like that. You know, like when you see the fight finish, they go, they shake a hand each other. But on the walkout, when you go out, that's the problem You're, right there. Yeah, you know, what you, you say know? to yourself. Yes, like what you, how you take yeah. that loss, mm -hmm. you know, and that loss could be like a broken arm. You know, it could be like many things that could happen with you. Yeah. You know, so, so whatever they're looking my for. advice is if you are bef uh, after 40s, if you're already on that borderline of 40 years old, above, and uh, you start in jiu-jitsu, you start to work on your mindset, start to work on, on the journey of jiu-jitsu, not as a, a performance that you have to show to anybody, you know, uh, unless you have to show to yourself, unless you have to prove something to yourself, you know, like nothing else than that, you know, like you don't have to show your coach how good you are, you know, you don't have to survive a submission until like you choose between you get injured or you tap, that most of the times injuries happen when you're defending and you don't want to give up on the arm and the guys go and then it's that battle like going to yeah. break the string and most likely going to break the string on your side and you're going to be the one that's going to get injured. You know, so it's um, it's very very delicate point. You know, like and uh, in the system that we use right now, I see that forty years old is a super young age to start. You know, because I see people coming from other gyms that already had done jujitsu before, and they quit because of injuries, because of they thought they're not capable enough to do it. And now they join us and they're super happy and you see like they're growing and they're doing it. Uh, Omar was there this morning. Omar was like super scared in the beginning. He's over 40 and he thought that he could not do it. And been like nearly a year and I asked him today, hey Omar, how, how did you go? And he said, man, I love it. And I know that he'd been trying this for one year and he'd never got injured. Never, never yeah. broke a nail, mm, you know, you and he's enjoying the path. It. And now he's gonna go to the advanced program and then he's gonna start to experience a little bit more pressure, a little bit more, but now he's super ready, you know? So 
the program that we start in jiu-jitsu also dictates a lot of that you know it really really gives you gives you the the idea of how intense the training is going to be you know if you start in a gym that the the, the fundamentals program is super friendly there is no sparring and uh and you're gonna get prepared for that you know like in a, you know in a, for the long journey of how you train jiu-jitsu for the rest of your life or you can go in a, in a gym that's the fundamentals classes are already like heel hooks and yeah. knee bars <laughs> and sparring every class and go 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 you can do it go 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 you know the chances of getting injuries way higher way bigger you know so i think it's the mindset and the the program that yeah, you're going to face first is going to dictate your your lifelong in jiu-jitsu you know how long you're going to be able to do that yeah no and you know and the the, the things uh the things for example right now i'm I'm 25, turning 26 in, in in December, and I want to be able to tr uh, to train as much as I can to reach in a in an age that I can still train and keep the pace and not meaning submitting anybody, but just making them work mm -hmm. like uh, Elio Gracie did when he was 95, making every every single person that trying to uh, train with him, he makes everybody work right. So that's that's the whole point, and for me. It's uh, as well as Jackson was saying, the mindset and the program that you enter with, the environment that you that you surround yourself with is is really important because important. their their values, beliefs, and their habits is gonna is gonna be contagious, and you're gonna do the mm -hmm. same thing. So you have to be aware of that. And then personally, personally for me, when I train, I I don't have the mindset of sparring. I don't use the word sparring or rolling. I use the word play. I just play. So I just I just become a kid, like try to see who catch who, and if I get them out, how uh, how much can I get the other person tired? Mm -hmm. So I don't focus on the submission; I get the other person tired. Yeah. So if he's breathing harder than me, that means that I did my job. Yeah. So you two, from my understanding, is to exhaust the other person more than you are. So meanwhile, you chill and controlling and surviving and everything. You, the other person should be expending their energy. Meanwhile, they're trying to either control you mm -hmm. or trying to survive under your control. So that that those two keywords of playing and and exhaustion towards the other person instead of submitting is what changed my whole game. Is what brings me every day to the mat. I can train every day and not be worried about injuries and anything like that. If I get caught is the learning process of how can i prevent that instead of escaping in the moment that i get caught mm -hmm. so learning how to like okay he got that okay i need to uh, for example he got the americano meal from the side mount okay i'm getting my arm a little bit too free there so i need to make sure that i tucked it in or hide it a little bit more or when he's about to get i do something else mm -hmm. like making sure that you prevent things instead of escaping from the submission that is that's when the majority of the injuries happen that I have seen that the people are, don't want to get submitted and trying to escape mid-submission, you're going to get hurt because the explosion of both of you guys trying to trying to go is what makes things yeah. happen. So We should name this podcast, Are You Training Jiu-Jitsu? Are You Sparring Jiu-Jitsu? <laughs> or Are You Playing Jiu-Jitsu? You know, there's three different yeah. levels of how you can... Different view. 
yes. it's a whole different view. So if you were playing jujitsu, I like that. Yeah, no, and and, and that's what the, the philosophy what Hiron uh, says, and they have like a patch and everything that give to everybody, mm -hmm. like keep it playful and all that stuff. And, and I like that that part because that's that's the way, you know. And um and in watching some some videos here and there about, uh, for example, Ido Portal about movement and all that stuff. That's famous Conor McGregor ponytail coach. Um, he says the same thing about movement, like moving and everything. You should play when you move and everything. You should play soccer, you should play tennis, play ping pong, play jujitsu, play everything. Just keep it as a game instead of like something too serious that mm -hmm. you're trying to do. Mm -hmm. um, and that's how you enjoy things a little bit more and mm -hmm. keep yourself uh, hard. Now, in the physical side of how what I'm doing now, so my body's not aching and everything. Mm -hmm. Is making sure that I, that I do those movements and and stretch and 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 practice movement like yeah, a little bit of hanging or do kettlebells and do this and do eating well all that stuff that becomes a part of it. Yeah. In jujitsu side is those four things. So the 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 two things that Jackson said about the mindset coming in, the goal that you're looking for, understanding that the program that you're getting into in, into of course, the the part of you don't want to escape during the submission. You want to understand how to prevent it mm -hmm. and how you sparring. It's not sparring, it's not rolling, it's playing, playing with your partners and everything like that, like trying to get each other. And the fifth one that before I forget is instead of fo uh, focusing on the submission, like I said, or trying to escape from it and prevent it, now you looking for the submission, don't look for it. Just try to make sure that you're exhausting the other person. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, you're looking for it. They're gonna give it to you when they're super exhausted, they're gonna give it to you much easier. They, you're gonna get them in a way that they're not gonna get injured and you're not gonna get injured either mm -hmm. because they're already exhausted so they're not gonna make anything forced for that part. It's gonna be easier for you to get it and everybody, everybody wins. He learns, okay, like, how do you do that? He's gonna be much calm and much hum, humble mm -hmm. in that sense that you use so much technique that is like And then you can play insane. 30 minutes rounds, 30 yeah. minutes rounds. 30 minutes and everything. And uh, in talking about this, like we talk about this all the time, talking about make the gentle arts real gentle yeah. and uh, put safety first in front of everything, especially when you are over 40s may sound like especially if you have jiu-jitsu experience may sound like oh man these guys they must train like so slow that is not even jiu-jitsu mm -mm. you know but i'm <laughs> telling you guys our advanced class where the people train and they're sparring more and they play jiu-jitsu more you know it's after an hour training it's like you see everybody on the floor like exhausted yeah, like <laughs> you know like it can be as exhausting yeah. as a competition training kind of class you know, this doesn't mean like because you're you're more flow on the training that's making the jujitsu easier. Like, oh yeah. no, now if there is no risk of injury, it's not real jujitsu. You know, exactly, there is nothing exactly. to do with that. No. You know, it's jujitsu can be very intense in, and safe and at the same time. And fun and everything. You yeah. know, when you when you understand this next level of put safety first, then your performance, then the submission. You know, when yeah. when both sides of the game understand it, like you and your partner, you both understand that first, you know, the training can be very, very intense. Yeah. You know, and sometimes you just turn off the clock, the timer, and you train, like one just hour go. with the same partner, one hour, like you choose your partner and you go and you train for that whole hour with your partner. And, uh, and it's really fun and, and it's very safe. Yeah, no, and, and, and the last thing be, uh, before we go, so there's one thing that, uh, most of us, uh, 
that practice jiu-jitsu of course that see or watch the ufc somehow um if you don't know the big name of gsp and everything like that and or tony ferguson and and all those guys are famous for not sparring anymore and if you think that tony ferguson is not a real fighter because he doesn't spar anymore go fight him you'll see yeah. that he's a real fighter so or gsp for example so they stop sparring to get less injured so they can go to uh, to the fights much better um and th- those two guys i've heard that don't don't do it much yeah i don't know i may be wrong but uh, what i've heard from the last time that that they were changing some trains and everything they did that and they got better in the sense of health wise so drilling is more important than the sparring than the rolling on the sparring part that's the last the last thing that we heard from from Henry and Henner and Grace recommending in that side of like guys who think uh, with a bunch of uh, instructors and everything and students and in talking to everybody he's like hey which one is more important the sparring part or the drilling part mm-hmm. and, everybody, and everybody was mixed um, and the drilling is more important because you get into into that repetition so much you understanding the perfect timing of it that's when on the real time on the playing side on the game part now you can understand when is the moment to catch it mm-hmm. and that's a, and that's a huge deal so make sure that you respect the drilling as much as you respect the the, the rolling and the sparring part. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's real. It's not it's not something that that you come in and and because we flow more, we keep everything a little bit much safer. We're not trying to crack the arm or use less strength. It means that the training is is just super weak. Yeah, no, so the training is too tough. It's too hard. You go home, you get sore next day. You wake up sore. You get messed up in training. You lose. You win. But safety but is always first. Safety is always first. And you know, and, uh, face, and the students start to recognize how much the coach gives value for that. You know, my students, they're kind of scared now of like hurt somebody for no reason. You know, they're really, they value they're really concerned safety. about that because mm-hmm. I keep enforcing them all the time. I keep telling them all the time, hey, never put your performance in front of your partner's safety. And if that's not happening in your gym, there's something wrong in the environment that you're training. If you train in a gym where most of your training partners are hurt and you see that happening often, 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 people get injured and the goal is the submission all the time, you are training the wrong environment, okay? If you wanna stay there in that environment, stay, but like, be careful, be very careful because- Be aware of it can lead you to um, several months without training jiu-jitsu. It's not just without training jiu-jitsu, without training jiu-jitsu is okay, but like imagine- yeah, like, daily life, no? Yeah, like imagine like you go to work every day with that knee that you can barely walk, you know, your neck is always stiff all the time, you know, and, uh, and that's happened. And that's happened and according to the intensity you train, the chances are bigger and bigger and bigger. And if you don't change your mindset, it's increased more the chance more and more and more if you are that guy that you train jiu-jitsu and you are close to get a submission you look where your coach is to see if he's watching you <laughs> oh man this coach you watch me now i'm gonna get this guy in arm bars you watch me you gotta be watching me because i'm gonna get him and that's gonna count for my next promotion yeah that's wrong okay don't don't think about don't worry about where your coaching is looking 
to if you're losing or winning your coach should not care about it okay if your coach should care about your safety and he should care about how long your journey gonna last in the mats because in the end of the day he needs you in the mats for two reasons he needs you in the mats to keep his gym alive and he's need you in the and he need you in the mats because it's fun to have a lot of students in the mat you want to open your gym and have like 30 40 guys in the mats every day and if you keep that mindset your gym gonna keep rotating new students all the time and you're never gonna get like a solid a solid uh solid team, group huh? yes yeah. no, amazing man amazing so mm -hmm. yes it's very good i love to talk this is probably the subject that suits me the most because i passed the 40s and uh i never enjoyed jiu-jitsu as much as i do now i train every day and I, i love to go there because i know it's safe and uh always there is a little hurt here and there but you know things that's part of the game part of the game if you go for a run outside your your legs gonna hurt next day too you know you're gonna get a little injury everywhere it's just and movement. if you don't do anything and you stay in the couch oh you will hurt too injured anywhere you will hurt too you yes. know it doesn't matter but of course after 40s things increase and you should be more careful about that hmm. and if you ever wanna wanna uh, experience what we talk about here you're always welcome to come to our gym and try a class you know even if you're an advanced student if you're a purple belt and you want to come and try oh i want to go there and try a fundamentals class with these guys to see what it look like you know you're very welcome to come and try you're going to be treated like anybody else and uh can come to advanced class and i may pull your ear if i see you going too hard on my students i may pull your ear like i did it uh recently i did it with a student that joined us and he's super tough very tough guy and he wanna he wanna show me that he don't talk to everybody that he don't talk to nobody and uh and i pulled him on the side the other day i started the training i say hey come with me and then i stand up i spar with him i talked with him you know i talked with him during the seven minutes ten minutes of the training i say hey, let's watch the guys let me know what you think because i train it too and i see like you go very hard you're very scared to tap and what's the problem no no i don't i don't like to tap i see nobody like to tap but nobody likes to get injured either and if mm. you have to choose one yeah. you want to tap, tap and go home injured. walking yeah. have your food when you get home and you don't have to be calling a chiropractor or a doctor next day to After, fix yeah. something in your body too expensive you know so uh, i think this is the most important podcast that we ever done because this is this is the thing that's going to keep you in the mats or not and longer, uh jiu-jitsu is an amazing martial art it's so good the more i train the more i learn about it the more i love it and uh, affects my whole life my family my mood yes. everything what i do is jiu-jitsu yeah you know and uh i wish that everybody could see it i wish that everybody could see the benefits you know it's, it's growing more and more more and more just growing people start to see the values and how much how mentally how much mentally strong you get and yeah, physically and, yeah you know and uh i hope that people understand this more and don't interrupt students journey for lack of information and wrongly performance expectations yeah. you know or well, their own insecurities of trying to show for other people or yeah trying to survive or something like that and never and never tap it happens yeah, yeah it happens. so um thank you guys so much so this is one of the questions from again from from facebook so if you have any 
Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, email us. We always give the email so that way you can you can send us the, the, the question or any feedback that you want to see, anything in particular, any technique. Um, and then from there, we're good to go, man. Yeah. Yeah. So thank, thank you guys. You. Obrigado. Keep training, stay safe. And if you're 40, <laughs> your journey maybe is just about to begin. Don't be scared of or it. There's a way to train. 50, or 60, 60. Or 70. You know, small, small 55. If you're that little guy, 140 pounds, 55 years old, you're ready for jiu-jitsu. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys. Obrigado. See you later.